This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and special guests, Kate Pritchard and Jackie Rossi, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent, bonus episode, 16 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the May 28th show in Pelham, Tennessee, at the Caverns, from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. All right. What are we doing? We're here. We're here in a car. We're- we We just saw the second show at the caverns and now we're driving to the next show so we're driving to nashville we are on route 24 24 west or our interstate 24 west i'm sorry interstate 24 west and we've got like about an hour till we get there so we'll see how far we get <laughs> yeah this will only take us what 20 minutes right yeah, dave to record this that's right <laughs> so we're in the car with, uh, of course, Jackie and Kate, and Ethan and I are in the back seat with a cooler between us, and uh, as per and, my rider, <laughs> and uh, filled with soda, and uh, and the, the the two ladies are in the front seat. So if they have something to say, they will scream really loud, and then we will point the microphone <laughs> at them. Um, unfortunately, right. because the rider uh, had the ice cooler. We couldn't bring Frank with us to hold the mic, so uh, right now Dave is holding it, and maybe I'll take a turn holding it. Uh, Dave, if your hand gets tired, just raise your hand if, if your hand gets tired, and I'll know. Frank is running behind the car very fast. <laughs> yeah. 70 miles per hour. All right. Well, let's let's uh, get on with our day. So, uh, Did you want to cover a few things you forgot to mention? Did I? That we forgot to mention well, yeah, yesterday. I, well, one thing, I mean... The only thing I really, uh, the only thing I really want to mention is that uh, we, we went to the uh, Nasty uh, Cat Cafe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we forgot this. I don't know forgot <laughs> this, but but there was a cat there. There were forty three cats there, and they're all adoptable. And, and this uh, was yesterday. This was yesterday. Yes. We meant to mention this on fifteen centimeter. Yes. And uh, we go there, and uh, you know, flipping through the little book of all the cat names, and one of the cats' name was named Frank. Yes. And, of course, Frank was adorable. Actually, we couldn't really figure out. We looked for Frank, but, you know, 43 cats there, and uh, we're not quite sure we found him. I think I might have found Frank because the description fit a cat that that uh, that sounded a lot like Frank's description. And much like our intern Frank, it's tough to tell the gender sometimes, <laughs> so you got to, you know, look carefully. So, so yeah, we wanted to point out that... Uh, the cat is named that they do have cats named Frank in uh, in and, and while we don't like our Frank we love that we cat. loved Frank the, the sweet, cat. sweet Frank cat Frank the cat um, and Dave you you forgot to give us a good an update yeah well I can I can mention that later but yeah uh, so I, I did say uh, I was gonna give you guys an update whether or not weird Al uh, mentioned the red rumped agouti in in the uh, concert in any of the songs so no spoilers for tonight, but Dave, but, but give us the yes, update for yesterday. For yesterday, um, I 
because of all the excitement of everybody, you know, gathering around and getting together, I forgot to mention that there was no mentions of Red Rump the Goodies in, uh, no mention of the Red Rump the Goody in the uh, set, in the set list or in the songs or any of the banter yesterday. So, still waiting to hear a reference to a Red Rump the Goody at some point. On yeah, I don't, I don't know what the holdup is, but anyway. All right, so I think uh, we've caught up with everything. <laughs> now we can talk about today. Talk about today, <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's really not. We were staying in Manchester, and there's really not a lot to do in Manchester. We discovered pretty early. <laughs> you can go to the Waffle House, or you can go to McDonald's, and yeah. I think that's pretty much it. So uh, we, uh, so we kind of slept in. I know Jackie and I. We slept through breakfast. You guys, I don't know if you went to breakfast. Yeah, we went to breakfast. You went to breakfast in the hotel, and then I think you went back and you took a nap or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Jackie and I, we went next tour to this uh, this like um, steakhouse or something. I had some, some thoughts on that steakhouse. All right, we're gonna pass the mic to uh, Jackie, uh, special guest Jackie Rossi. So that steakhouse was the most aggressively American country thing I have ever seen in my life. Like, I heard at least three songs that were about getting groped in a pickup truck. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, getting groped in a pickup truck. That's very romantic. Uh, down south, I assume. I mean, the, uh, the, the food there was good. I, I enjoyed the food. The food was food. very good, yes. The food was good. <laughs> but yeah, so it was basically... But there was nothing there for you to have. It was like, it was pure, like, steak. It was like, the only thing in there that was like is just like steak. That was your option, Steve. So you had steak for breakfast? Nice. I, I like steak for breakfast. All right. It was good. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. Oh, and there's just a, I guess one reference. It, well, it will make sense at some point on the podcast, but uh, the Indian, or the, I guess uh, this weekend is the Indianapolis 500. So that was on the TV, or at least all the pregame stuff for that. And I was looking for a certain accordion player that I did not see on this screen. So an accordion player that is not Weird Al. <laughs> uh, stay tuned to Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, and that'll make sense eventually. All right. So. Uh, so then um, we met back up, Dave and. Is that when we went to the winery? Yeah, so we, we were trying to find things to do, and I guess, like, a couple miles out of town, there's a winery. <laughs> well, first, like, our first idea was, if you go to the, the tourism website for Manchester, Tennessee, um, like, the top thing to do is drive out of Manchester and go to a different town, Lynchburg, and see the Jack Daniels Distillery. So we were like, oh, that would be a fun tour, uh, but unfortunately, uh, they did not have any available tours for today. So we went to a winery, and we, like, you guys walk in, and you're like, hey, look, can we go on the tour? And then they were like, no, no tours today. <laughs> it was, yeah, like, usually when there's a winery that I've been to, they usually give you a tour, and then you end with, like, a, you know, wine tasting. And, uh, yeah, so I was expecting them to say, like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, yeah, can we go on the wine tour today? And they're like, whoa. Like, they look at each other. They looked, like, really, like, nervous, like they were hiding drugs in the back or something. It was very bizarre. They're like, oh, we have an event tonight, so so it's, uh, it's not together. And we're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> we know how wine gets made. I'm just curious. <laughs> but um, they had a, a great selection of wine. Um, uh, the ladies and I, we tasted a couple wine samples, uh, a flight of six, and... Um, one of them was really, actually two of them that I tried were really unique. They were aged in like liquor barrels and one of them, you're supposed to eat like a piece of chocolate with it. 
so they give you like a couple pieces of chocolate and the lady she like was explaining how this chocolate is like from you know Europe and you can only buy it if you buy like a million pounds of it or I, I don't know she had this whole story and she gave me four little pieces of chocolate and I gave you one of my chocolates yeah. Dave that was very nice of you thank you <laughs> how was the chocolate I disgusting <laughs> <laughs> that's why they won't sell it <laughs> It was awful. It really was. Really? Yes, it was terrible. I thought it was fine. Yeah, are you not a hot? Yeah, oh, it was very dark. Yeah, it was very, very dark. Okay. Very, very dark. I'm sure if you had drank, if you drank a lot of wine before, you'd probably enjoy it. So the the wine was, you know, there's a nice place, and then they had wine slushies and cheese for sale and. Uh, as we're leaving, I noticed that they actually had a cooler with ice cream for sale, uh, and I was bummed that we didn't get ice cream. But then uh, we said, well, we can get ice cream, and we uh, went to Baskin Robbins, which was funny, oddly enough, like right next to the hotel that we had just left. <laughs> we had to go all the way back to Manchester. All the way back to Manchester, like drive right past our hotel and go to Baskin Robbins. And, uh, and I think that was my first time actually getting something at a Baskin Robbins. Wow. I don't think they really have one near where I live, and I don't think I've ever been in one. So, I mean, there wasn't anything special about it. it just The whole thing is there's supposed to be 31 flavors of ice cream, <laughs> but um, we asked the lady if there were 31. She said, no, there's 32. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they had two rows of, of, of 16, or, or two, two cases, like an eight in each row, or I guess eight in each... Or sixteen. Yeah, it was in sixteen each on each side. Yeah. Yeah, sixteen in each case. You know, two rows of eight in each in each case. So there were thirty-two flavors for some reason. Well, I asked for a refund before I bought anything because I, had, I, I was I upset. I can't remember the flavor I had, but it was really good. It was like a lime type of. I, the name of it was some some kind of ice. It was like a lime. It was a sherbet, really. I guess it was. Uh, yeah. Daiquiri lime. Thank you. Daiquiri lime. Yes. And then I had. Uh, it was like birthday oh, cake flavor. You know, no reason in particular other than I like birthday cake flavor, and uh, not because tomorrow's your birthday, <laughs> and not because my birthday's in uh, a couple uh, t- thirty-two minutes. Um, but then I also got—they uh, said I got two scoops, and I got like a banana sundae or something, and so I also got uh, like a pancake and syrup flavor one. Um, they were fine. <laughs> I guess we should figure out what Kate and Jackie had, if they can remember. Do you guys remember what you got? Uh, world-class chocolate in a waffle cone that um, had structural <laughs> problems. <laughs> and Kate? I went for the Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream with peanut butter sauce on top. Nice. Good choice. Yeah, I think it was a pleasing experience. Yeah. And so uh, then we decided to go take the cave tour right. because back in December... When we bought the tickets, uh, they were like, hey, you want to add on a cave tour? So we're like, yes. So we added on a cave tour. Um, We didn't go yesterday, so today was the day. And we showed up to check in. And just as we show up to check in... um, (laughs) The entire crew, pretty much, of uh, Weird Al's entire crew, which is like walked in. They just finished their own private... uh, cave tour so yeah it's pretty cool yeah so a couple you know a couple of the band members were there i didn't see al no. um you know melissa and jw and marnie and emo and uh you know the whole gang was there and yeah. uh i guess 
uh, we found out later that they had a private tour with the owner of the property. Cool. So I'm sure that was really fun to get to talk to that guy. Um, but we we went in. We got our, you know, we got all it all settled away, and we went off on the tour. Yeah. So the first stop of the tour, they they walk us down to the 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 uh, concert ace. The, the, there's I guess the entrance to the concert thing, and basically, so they we brought us to exactly where we were like the, the previous night. Yeah, and I guess when a you know because you know all the equipment is still there yeah. for the show. So when there's not a band there, they actually bring you up on the stage and let you take a picture of the whole thing. But because you know, all the stuff were there and people were working. They just brought us, like, to the bathrooms and then made us turn around. Yeah, and they gave a little history about the cave and, and things like that. Apparently, it's a pretty new uh, a new environment. Like, their first concert was in 2018, which is, you know, pretty recently. So, you know, this is a relatively new, you know, thousands of years old, but, I mean, you know, I mean <laughs> right. relatively new venue for concerts. Uh, and yeah. what was really cool is they, they so the behind the stage which looked like kind of like the end of the cave, they said was actually a cave-in from right. a thousand years ago. And um, so they said we actually, on the tour, would get to see the other side of yes. that cave-in. So technically we saw a backstage, the backstage <laughs> area. So yeah, so they, they walk in there, and we were familiar with this part, um, but then they walk you back, all the way back up <laughs> to right where we started, so we really could have skipped that first yeah. half. <laughs> Although we wouldn't have known about the cave-in, I guess. So I guess that's yeah, okay. Right. And they had a really fancy door that they had made up to, which they gave us a little history about that door. I, so yeah, I, I didn't I understand didn't what quite, they were talking about. Quite catch all that, but but he, it, the guy was like, yeah, it's kind of like the door in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and was, I remember a door like in Lord of the Rings. I don't remember. Yeah, so it's something. It's pretty pretty cool a door. Uh, so we, we walked down to the other thing, and then uh, there's sort of like this mine shaft that they used to use to go down into the cave, and then I guess they found another entrance to the cave or something because <laughs> we walked down this really steep entrance, and then we walked down a couple like a flight of stairs, a couple flights of stairs or something, and we're inside the cave. And as soon as we walk in, like the temperature dropped, and it was really refreshing. Yeah, I think they said like 59 degrees, and. Um, I don't know how much we can talk about of just like walking around a cave and looking at rocks, but uh, well, <laughs> there were a couple of interesting things. But I think the the main takeaway I had is there was an inebriated woman in our group who was drunk and like <laughs> you're not supposed to touch anything, and she's like touching stuff and uh, like stumbling around. And uh, yeah, she kept it was kind of funny at first, and then it just got really annoying. She kept wanting to eat the cave or something. I didn't understand. Drink and the like, water or something. I don't yeah, she like thought she was being really funny, and everyone was just annoyed. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, overall, as far as cave tours, I've been on a few of them. This one was really pretty good. This one was really, really cool. And the cave, the ceiling was really like, like low, low for me. I'm tall, uh, six feet. You know, it was, it was. I don't know, maybe seven feet tall um, throughout the whole thing. So uh, the couple spots you kind of had to walk around, and so you didn't hit your head if you're tall. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. It's, really really cool uh i guess there's um some like writing there's a there was like an alligator rock or something like that that looked like a rock an alligator head that was pretty cool uh there was um, there's like a buffalo and yeah there's some flower some, like, some things that some formations that sort of look like it's like you, we're not really they didn't look anything like what it's like looking at clouds and like yeah. trying to make them pretend like they look and like then, something uh, and then there was uh one really cool scene is is like you're i don't know you're like, in, as far as I'll let you go in the cave, and then he goes, all right, everybody go sit down over here, and I'm going to turn off all the lights. 
and he turns off all the lights and it is pitch dark like the darkest dark you've ever seen and he said that there's only you know two natural places in in on earth where that happens you know inside of a cave and like at the bottom of the uh, deepest like trenches in the ocean so that's pretty cool uh, Very cool. It was really, really pretty wild. And he was telling us stories like if you had been in, like you couldn't see it, anything. It was like dark, you know, there's no way you would find your way out if you were like trapped in there. Oh, and I like if you're curious on like what it looked like, just close your eyes. But it's darker than that <laughs> somehow. But your eyes are open, but it's like your eyes are closed. Yes. Yeah, really weird. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said basically if you stayed in there for like, like hours you would start like hallucinating and then uh, eventually if you stayed in there for like days and that you would like go blind <laughs> or start to go blind start or something it was really weird and then uh after like 30 seconds the drunk woman started screaming <laughs> that her uh, her eyes hurt <laughs> yeah, well, she probably deserved it i don't think it had anything to do with the cave <laughs> And then there was another section, which I wish I had known about because I would have dressed appropriately for, but there's like a little section where, um, where voluntarily you can sort of like crawl through this little tunnel area and you really need to get, like I walked in as far as I could, but I was wearing shorts and the outfit I was wearing to the concert, so I did not want to get dirty. But basically you could crawl down on your hands and knees and just crawl for 10 feet. Like or three whole two. days. <laughs> three whole days dragging along your big tenor suitcase, yeah, your tenor saxophone, yeah. that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was. So I, w- if I had been known about it, I would have dressed appropriately to to, to crawl through a cave because that would have been really cool. I I was wearing long pants and there was nothing that was getting me to <laughs> crawl around on uh, the dirt floor. Uh, but it was fun. It was a good, good, good. Uh, yeah, it's good... definitely where if you go to the the caverns in Pelham, it's worth going on that cave tour. Yeah, if you're traveling all the way, like it, like it would be bizarre to not do this cave tour. It was really great. Um, so definitely work that into your schedule if you're gonna check out a show at the cave. It's about about an hour long, maybe the the tour, the cave tour, maybe a little shorter. Yeah, and, and then, then yeah, then we uh, again. <laughs> I don't know what time we got. I guess we got there at three, so we got done with the tour about four. Yeah, sounds, sounds right. about right. And then we like, well, we got what, like three hours before they open the door. Let's go find some food. So we ended up going to a place called Papa Ron's. Papa Ron's Italian Steakhouse. And Ethan picked it, even though he's vegetarian. He picked a steakhouse. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I just want to eat at a steakhouse. And uh, it was great. And um, Yeah, the food there was amazing. Really good. good. And we were going there, and, like, I think the entire place just was Weird Al fans. Yeah, every, like, we walked in, and the only other people there were wearing a Weird Al shirt. And they saw us, and they're like, oh, you're going to the Weird Al show? And then just as people came in, they either looked bizarre enough that they were probably going to a Weird Al show, or they were wearing a Weird Al apparel. Yeah, Hawaiian shirts. And just, it was a car out in the parking lot that had a a big, huge uh, spatula city on the back bumper. So we left a couple stickers. We left a couple podcast stickers. Uh, so hopefully, not we didn't put it on the car. Don't worry, we put it underneath the windshield wiper so they would find it. Hopefully, they didn't like just leave it there and like as they're driving, it just flew up and like. Oh, I wonder what that was. Uh, hopefully, they saw it. Hopefully, they enjoyed it. And hopefully, they're listening to this right now. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we, uh, you know, we got got out of there about six. So we still had like another hour. We got back to the caverns around six. Just another hour, so we just kind of hung out in the car for an hour. Yeah, just relaxed, and, and you know, it's been a, a long trip so far. So, um, yeah, then we we went in. 
went in, uh, ah, waiting in line, uh, saw our good friends uh, Jason and Jared and Rocky, and they're all entourage pulled yep. up. Yep. A couple people behind us in line. Um, went in. It was a lot easier to get in today. There was no hassles with poster tubes. And, uh, yeah, we knew how to. <laughs> well, actually. Um, um, we went in, yeah, well, there was no issues, you're right. Yeah, no issues. Uh, no, really, there were no issues. It was easy and easy, I think. As soon as we get The in, only issue was I, um, I took out my vaccination card and my ID for the security guy, <laughs> and then I put it back in my wallet, and then I realized that the security guy doesn't check your vaccination <laughs> card. So I took it out for the next person, and then they were the ticket taker. They don't actually check your card, so I was like... I just am so used to like having to pull all that stuff out that I <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird how they. Do, but anyway, yeah, got in. Uh, get in, and we see uh, immediately see like JW just hanging out on the hill. So we went over. Uh, you ran off to go get the poster. I ran off. So friends. yeah. So we have uh, a group of our friends who uh, heard about the exclusive posters, and they begged us to get them. So um, I went off and I picked those up for them. Um, we weren't sure if they were going to be sold out, so right. I just wanted to run and grab them and not have to worry about it. Yeah, and Jackie and I hung back and uh, we're talking to JW for quite a while. Nice to catch up with them. We really hadn't haven't we haven't done VIP yet, so we haven't had an opportunity to, to get to kind of chat with him. And even if we did VIP, he's always running around like a madman anyway. So, he's running, running, running like a like a red rumped agouti. There you go. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we got to chat with him for a little while until he had to kind of get ready for the, you know his next adventure, whatever that was. But he, uh, you know, we congratulated him on the Ghost Dogs yeah. uh, going live uh, on what is it? Ghostdogs.com.net .net, something. Ghostdogs.net. And um, he said he's working on some other projects, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll hopefully have him back on the podcast. Uh, maybe just even as a pop in to give us a heads up on that yeah, where you absolutely. can watch they it. They sound exciting and. We're not going to talk about him here. We'll, we'll let him talk about it. And uh, then, um, so <laughs> actually, when I um, ran in to get the poster, before I grabbed the posters, um, I ran into Jace and his partner and Kendra yeah, Shepard. Ju yeah, Julia and uh, Kendra. Yeah, so I ran into them. I talked to them briefly. Um, I didn't know Jace was going to be there. I did know Kendra would be there. Um, so it was really cool <laughs> to finally meet her. She did. If you have ever seen our artwork, or uh, we have stickers with it. I don't know if we posted the artwork. I think we did, where it's like Dr. Demento yeah. ripping his hat to put it on our heads. Yeah, uh, she fun. drew, she designed that. Uh, so it was really cool to, to get to meet her finally. And she's yeah. a huge uh, novelty music fan. And I think she works for Needlejuice Records okay. in some capacity. So she was hanging out with uh, with Jace there. And uh, so I said hi to them quick. And I said, but I got to go get this poster. <laughs> and I'll go find Dave and we'll come back and, and chat some more. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was it was like uh, kind of cool. You know, so we got done talking to JW. You guys came over. Kate and uh, Ethan chatted a little bit. Got to talk to JW for a couple minutes. Then we... Uh, headed down and immediately ran into Brad Hebert and his uh, girlfriend. I believe her name is Margaret. I hope I got that no, right. No, it is Margaret. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, Margaret and uh, Brad got to chat with them for a little while. Yes. Uh, and and uh, Brad, if you don't just immediately recognize the name, he's the uh, spreadsheet guy. Yeah, he's That's... <laughs> the, the tour tracker. Absolutely. Yeah, Not so our spreadsheet, the, the, the real spreadsheet. The actual spreadsheet. Um, so it's... It's been really cool to get to see him uh, the last couple days, um, and I think we'll see him tomorrow too. Yeah. Uh, he's just such a nice guy. 
and uh, we had a lot of fun chatting with him on the podcast and yeah. uh, we we're thinking maybe he could come back at the end of the tour and give us some like overall stats yeah that'd be cool I think that'd be fun and uh, so chatting with him and uh, still trying to get into the venue. I haven't actually been in the venue at this point. <laughs> I'm still kind of outside. I start going, like, I barely make it underneath the overhang. And then I get this, I get here, Dave, Dave. And I was like, look, and it's Kendra calling out my name. And I was like, oh, Kendra, hey, nice to see you. And then she's standing there, and Jason, oh, and Julia. Yeah. Oh, great. So I met Jason and Julia uh, in Florida on the uh, Strings Attached tour. Oh, cool. Okay. So I'd seen them before, but uh, it's nice to catch up with them, you know. And Jace uh, runs Needle yeah, Juice Jace Records. Runs, yeah, he's Jace McLean. Uh, he's uh, Nuclear Bubble Rap, if you've heard them on the Dr. Demento show. And, oh, and he said and, the other band members were there tonight. Oh, cool. I but didn't, I didn't uh, get I didn't to see that. them. Oh, but it's been cool to say hi to them. Or maybe he said they're going to be there tomorrow night. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe, we'll, we'll maybe find we will out. say hi to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Needle Juice Records and great guy, Jace. And uh, yeah, so he, he um, you know, obviously they put out a lot of great comedy and novelty music, but they put out a Weird Al tribute album. So I'm sure we'll have him on the podcast oh, eventually yeah. we, to talk about yeah, that. We've been, we've been, want, been, we've been wanting to have Jason for years. For while, we've yeah. he's been on our list of yeah. people to talk to. <clears throat> yeah. So I uh, think we finally. I think I finally got into the venue. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So we sit down in our seats and uh, Jason McDonald's sitting right behind us. Jared's like and Rocky are like two rows behind us. Uh, and we look over directly across the aisle from us is Brad and Margaret. Yeah, and Anna <laughs> Canada was like a row behind Jared. <laughs> Jeremy Samples was a few rows up and to the left. Like, every, like every, everyone in the radio. bought tickets at the same exact moment. <laughs> right. <we got> that. <laughs> We're all the nuts who like went on at the same time. Yeah. It was, uh, and yeah, we were. We were in row N. We are a little further back, which actually worked out pretty well. I didn't um, feel... Um, like yeah, you were eight rows back, but it didn't feel like we were much further yeah, back. But it, it but it really looked it looked cool because, uh, you know, I think they took a little more advantage of the the lights and uh, it being in a cave and, and shining the lights on this second show. That, that the lighting was was you know a lot more. Well, you can see more of the lighting of, too of, when of, you... the, of the entire cave. Yeah. Well, and so I I'd made a I don't think you heard me, Dave. Kate definitely heard me um, before the show that. If they played Velvet Elvis, that I would get up out of my seat and go stand in the back and just watch because uh, part of it was because that's the song I always see people get up and walk around during. <laughs> that's the go to the bathroom song that I've noticed. Um, but I also know there's a lot of cool lights, so I, I wanted to go back. And uh, so uh, we'll have to see as we progress if they played that tonight. All right. So 7.58, I have that J.W. came out in the same shiny, crazy suit that he was wearing outside. Yes. Uh, and, uh, his Jeopardy suit. Jeopardy suit. He talked for, I guess, two minutes because I have that Emo came out at 8 o'clock. He came out right at 8 o'clock, and Emo is wearing the Harlequin, yeah, right. that I call the Harlequin yeah, <laughs> the, the outfit. the golden and black outfit. And one of his um, shirt tails was, like, tucked in. <laughs> I don't think he knew that, but... Um, when I was talking to uh, Brad's girlfriend, Margaret, she's like, I just wanted to run up on stage and untuck Aww, that for him. <laughs> that's funny. Definitely, like, if, you're, if you've if you got, like, even a, a hint of OCD, you might have been bothered, but it wasn't too noticeable. No, I, I didn't pick it up, but that's interesting. And uh, he did not have a drink, and he did do the poor qua joke. Uh, so 
for for those of you. Those are like the only things we track, uh, aside oh. from the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Some, some good jokes today. Yeah, there were some repeats from last night, and there were also some new ones, yeah. stuff that I hadn't heard yet this tour. Um, so it was a good mix, and I was just so jealous uh, because the acoustics in there are so good, and I can just imagine being on stage doing stand-up with like those acoustics and hearing the laughter, you know, mm. reverberate everywhere. Like I think it would have been really fun to get to do that. So well, maybe one day, maybe one day you will get to do stand-up in the caverns in Pelham, Tennessee, and uh, you know, opening act you can be uh, Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulas. That'd be awesome. And I would love that. So maybe, uh, I mean, anytime we put out a goal for for us on the podcast, it seems to happen. So, uh, all right, we'll see you in Pelham in a couple years. All right, looking forward to it. No, but yeah, so I could tell he was just really enjoying it. And then there was like a drunk person like kind of heckling and he destroyed them. And it was just, it was really fun. Everyone was really into it. A lot of great reaction. Another really great set from Emo. And so he ended right at, I have right at 8.30. Yeah, I had 8.31, but maybe it was like just as it a depends on over. Yeah, it depends on when you decide is over. Is it when he's done or is it when he leaves the stage? Because he usually comes out and does a bow and kind of waves and stuff. Um, so sometimes it could be tricky. Um, so then the intermission was slightly longer than it was yesterday. I think it was 15 minutes on the dot yesterday, and it was... Right. Uh, they came back, I have it, 8.49 is when the show started. Is that what you have? I'm getting there. My notes. Sorry, we're in a, in case you didn't mention, we're in a car. It's a little hard, a little, I'm not like set up like I usually am here. I have 8.49, so again, I guess it depends when. I have 8.49. Okay. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, I was wondering if they would do this song and how they would accomplish it. But, uh, you know, basically... Uh, the, the band came out and Bermuda's drum set was lit up so I knew from previous tours what this would be or previous shows what I, this fi- would be. I figured too <laughs> and uh, uh, they basically the whole band came out without Al and uh, they started the fun zone and I heard a couple people around me say where's Al <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he's in that song <laughs> so uh, it was fun zone and then I guess Al did come out at the end of Fun Zone. And, and during Fun Zone, it was apparent that Steve was wearing his sunglasses. Yep. And uh, and I know we don't tra- always track Jim's outfit, but Jim was wearing a blue shirt tonight. Oh, I didn't notice what color Jim's shirt was. And uh, it was interesting because uh, without Al being on stage, I could see Bermuda great. And I said, oh, this is great. I can see Bermuda excellent. But then when Al came out, he blocked Bermuda for me. <laughs> so Al, Al was blocking Bermuda for me. And I could see the entire entire band uh, down in front okay. Al. and I was like get out of the way I'm trying to see Bermuda <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to hold this mic oh. and flip through my oh, notebook I can hold it for a while you want to take a turn yeah um so <clears throat> Al comes out and I, I think he went right into it right he did not say anything he just went right into the next song yeah right into the next song but uh let's talk a little bit about what Al was wearing yes yeah, so um I don't know how to describe a lot of shirts. I try my best, um, but I decided to name this one. Uh, I just named it the toothpaste shirt <laughs> because it looked like like one of those 
uh, toothpaste where it comes out and it's like white and red and green. Yeah, like, like Aquafresh or something. Yeah, Aquafresh. Like yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, that's exactly what it looked like to me. It was a it was a white shirt with uh, like red and black stripes on it. And blue, yeah, yeah and green, yeah. So but it was, it was pretty cool. It wasn't like a a lot of stripes. It was you know pretty um, and it, laid back. Yeah, it was yeah. It, but it was really cool looking shirt and uh, it was interesting I was uh, thinking as soon as I saw the shirt I said I said I gotta ask Jared about this shirt because I've never seen Al wear it before yeah it looks it was not one that he had worn on this tour so far and um, I think we just drove past the skunk yeah we did <laughs> I smell a skunk either that or intern Frank is catching up with us <laughs> or intern Frank has some cinnamon roll incense <laughs> um, there's, there's a skunk for sure <laughs> uh, but yeah uh Woo. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we can fast forward. Yeah, after so, the show. so after the show, uh, obviously, you know, Jared said sitting two rows behind us. I say, Jared, have you ever seen that shirt before? He goes, Yeah, I gave it to Al last night. <laughs> <laughs> so a night, Al wore second night in a row from in Pelham, Tennessee, that Al wore a shirt that Jared Marker gave to him, and you can, I'm sure Jared will have it up by at Weird Al Prince on Instagram at some yes, point. Yes, uh, it was a cool looking shirt. It and, was really cool, and. and uh, I, he I said he picked it up at the uh, at the Walmart next to the uh, next to the uh, hotel, the hotel that we yeah, were yeah. staying at the other night. So I guess <laughs> if anybody wants to get this shirt, you run out to the, the hotel, Walmart. the Walmart in Manchester. I guess there's a Walmart. We didn't see that on the list of things to I, do in Manchester. Yeah, that's that's more exciting than most of the things <laughs> I saw. But um, yeah, so you can probably you can pick you can probably find the toothpaste shirt there. And Jared, if you're listening, um, so I I told Jared. Um, that I named this the toothpaste shirt and I told him I'd be happy to name all of Weird Al's shirts uh, and all of his shirts in his collection so Jared if you're listening that was an honest thing I will name all of Weird Al's Hawaiian shirts for you <laughs> alright so next song or Al well, basically yeah okay. well so the first song that Al was part of <laughs> was Close But No Cigar and um I noticed right as this song was playing that there was a cowbell on Al's little table, and that made me think, I wonder if we're going to get Dare to be Stupid. Hmm. So we'll find out. But um, based on the last couple concerts where I was paying attention to Al's table, you, see, you can kind of guess what's going to be played based on what's there. Well, I, I noticed a little bit later, but uh, since we're talking about what's on Al's table, uh, that what was missing from Al's table was the megaphone. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the I megaphone did. was actually up on stage, off to the side, uh, where, where, where the stage manager, Hawkeye, is standing. And you can see him because there's no place to hide inside right. of a cave or this show. So you just see him standing off to the side. Uh, right next to Hawkeye was the megaphone. Yeah, I saw that too. I wrote that down I somewhere. Like, it was like, it was interesting. I was like, I wonder if they just kind of keep the megaphone around in case like Al decides, you know what, I want to do Skipper Dan. Or what if they need to communicate to Al for some reason? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why the I'll megaphone get... was there. Or maybe they just keep, maybe uh, they're saving it because uh, they need they need to pack it up with all the other stuff or something. I don't know. And but yeah. <laughs> so um, after. Well, those... Talk a little bit about a couple things. Notes, okay, close let's hear it. Cigar. Um, they had uh, these uh, this spit did of like four crescent moons that were up on stage that were spinning around for the lighting, and uh, I'm calling them crescent moons because they actually look like crescent moons to me. Uh, and they're spinning around, and they had these sort of these like like white strobe lights that were going. Wait, were off. the crescent moons different than the toenail clippings? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was the four of them, and it was just like 
and they were kind of in a circle and they were spinning around. Oh, I don't think I saw that. It's really cool looking. Um, and they were, I think they were yellow. And then uh, they had like these white strobe lights that were going on um, during like the, uh, I guess during, at one point in the song. And then, um, like you know, in the middle of the Close With No Cigar where they just start clapping, you know? Um, yep. I think it was during that part where the strobe lights were going crazy. Yeah. And then um, I did, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but uh, when uh, he calls for the Buddy Rich solo, you know, the lyrics that say, you know, Buddy Rich solo, he points at Bermuda. Yes, I always point at Bermuda too <laughs> during that part. Yeah, so. <laughs> Just in case Bermuda isn't sure and he doesn't see Al pointing, yeah. he might see me. So he might. I'm trying to help. He couldn't see, Bermuda probably couldn't see me because Al was blocking That's his true. view of me. <laughs> I, I was blocking my view of Bermuda. So after Close But No Cigar, Al said, Well, hello, cave dwellers. <laughs> he said, It's night two of two. Yep. Night two of his two-night residency, and um, if you heard something last night that you really liked, well, you're out of luck. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> show. Um, he, uh, he said, give it up for Emo, uh, and I don't know if this was a callback to one of Emo's jokes, but Emo uh, told a joke where he listed a couple things. Uh, he's like, 40 years ago, if someone gave you the <laughs> list of you know the USSR and um, I don't even remember the other ones. Uh, TWA. TWA, uh, a couple other different things. And Weird Al Yankovic, who would still be going strong right. 40 years. She would have won a lot of money. <laughs> so then Al says, um, I don't even know. Oh, he said, if you would have told me yeah. 40 years ago that I'd be on a bus with Emo Phillips for six months, that, I'd say, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> Um, and then he introduced the new guy. That's right. He's a new guy to the band, uh, basically. And then he said, you know, the new guy's been around for since 1991. <laughs> we just got a lot of laughs from the audience. And I yelled El Maestro. I heard you. Good. We're practically... <laughs> it was just... Uh, I was on the aisle, then it was Kate, then it was you, then it was Jackie. So right. uh, if you didn't hear me, that would have... And it was a very uh, crappy El Maestro yell. <laughs> and then uh, he he said, uh, Ruben, would you like to take us into the next song? Yeah, I think he said, you want to kick it off for us? Yeah, something like that effect, yeah. And uh, and Ruben said, yes, I would. <laughs> and uh, went right into a very um, keyboard-centric song. Why does this always happen to me? Yeah, why does it always happen to me? And... Um, Ruben was awesome. It was really great to hear uh, his solo in the cave. I, it's it's. I think it's hard for us as not like audiophiles maybe to describe sounds and how it sounded different. But the show definitely um, in the cave, you hear things you don't normally hear, and I can't tell you what <laughs> what was different. I can't quantify it in any way. But it just, it's different sound, and it was really good, uh, really good sound. Um, and so getting cool. to hear, you know, his solo during that song was really, really awesome. So next, Al picks up the accordion, and then he has, he said, uh, he learned something today, you know, how to tell the difference between stalactites and stalagmites. As you look it up on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> or ask Siri. Or ask Siri. Or <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it's easy, yeah. Well, it's funny because... Um, 
I actually know I the difference I between know. stalactites and stalagmites, and the only reason I know is from the HBO Tenacious D comedy series that was on for like six 15-minute episodes. And for whatever reason, they go into a cave and Jack Black explains, stalactites, hang on tight, stalagmite might poke you in the butt. <laughs> so okay. that's how you, you remember, stalactite, hang on tight. I think I'll tight. just look it up on my phone. Okay, you got both options. <laughs> Went to the, here he said, well, here's another song, When I Was Your Age. Yeah, I think some of the intros tonight were um, very different. Yeah, they were yeah, not not necessarily the same intros that were, uh, you know, I, I, we've heard before. So a little variation. Yeah, lots of... Uh, oh, lots and of I just have a very important programming note. We are now 27 miles away from our next turn. Which is to be going straight. Oh. Well, it says 27 miles on the GPS. Yeah, so there's. I noticed that, uh, you know, this song. I like the red lights in it, um, and also I wanted to ask you if you guys, the the three of you, thought that uh, Al's voice sounded a little raspy during this uh, version of When I Was Your Age. I didn't notice any difference. I thought, I think I said in the podcast yesterday that I thought his speaking voice was a little raspy. I don't know if I said it in the podcast or if I said it in the car. Um, I think you said it on the podcast. But. I didn't notice it tonight. His voice, speaking voice, sounded less raspy tonight, but I didn't notice it for when I was your age. That was really the only song I noticed that sounded sort of raspy for, so maybe it could have just been me. I don't know if you, Jackie or Kate. Uh, I did not notice that, no. I agree, I didn't notice it either. Maybe just where I was sitting in, in the third seat in from the... Well, uh, the, the cave's so jagged, like, the acoustics could be <laughs> completely just for your seat. Could be. But that was the only song I, I, I sort of said, eh, it probably sounds a little raspy on this. Probably like mine sounds right now, because there's no water in, in this car. <laughs> there's 9,000 weird sodas. <laughs> That's true. Jackie points out there's 9,000 weird sodas. Uh, cooler between Dave and I. I guess I could have a weird soda. But it's also part of my contract and my rider that we do not drink from the cooler that I require between <laughs> myself and Dave. Alright, well, uh, I don't know why I say, oh, something about parental warning stickers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you need me to do it or did you take adequate notes? Um, I don't know. I think you should probably take this one if you have better notes than I do. Uh, I'm just trying to... Frank is running up next to the car holding up a note for me, and I'm having trouble reading it. Well, um, here's another uh, Here's another important 27. We are 27 minutes away from the hotel, and our arrival time is 1227. That's pretty cool. So, um, Al said... Uh, he was asking, you know, are parental warning stickers still a thing? He was asking, and he said, um, because uh, he's like, do they still do that? Because I never had one. Um, and he said, but he tried to get one um, for this next song that they're going to play. And he put in some backwards masking, and he was hoping that uh, the RIAA would think that was satanic. And he said the backwards message in this next song is as follows. 
wow, you must have an awful lot of free time on your hands. Yeah, but see, he didn't quite say that, though. He said, wow, you sure must have a lot of... Oh, really? Yeah, he said the word sure in there, which is not in the backwards song, in the backwards message. Yes, Frank says... Um, According to Weird Al Wiki, it's wow, you must have an awful lot of free time on your right, hands. Right, that's what it is. But Al said, wow, you sure must have a whole oh, lot okay. of free time on your Well, I so, wrote it down correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed that Al missed it. So I was like, <laughs> so he sort of didn't get that. Like, he did, he didn't get that right. Um, and uh, he then apologized to the Satanists in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> that it was not a satanic message. Yes. And the song is, I, the song with the, with the correct backwards message is I remember Larry and they did not perform a backwards message I know you had uh, made a suggestion that that Ruben possibly do backwards messages I did not hear that and I did a uh, yeah that was an Ethan suggestion before that Ruben was, right. learns that if only there was a theme song for uh, for an Ethan suggestion well I think Frank uh, should have had that queued up for you um <laughs> Well, <laughs> all right, Frank, cue it up. It's Ethan's Suggestions. There we go. Ethan's Suggestions. <laughs> Our official Ethan Suggestions theme song by the great uh, Zeb Lemke, What a Guy. <laughs> and we just got passed by a guy going like 100 miles per hour. On per, the wrong side. On the wrong, in the non-fast lane, it was probably... William Shatner, based on my experience. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, Ethan's suggestion. Uh, well, that was Frank. He pushed the wrong button, of course. Uh, he reached in the window and pushed the wrong button. <laughs> so at the end of this song, there's some uh, cool. Fla- I thought there were some cool flashing lights going on during the part where he goes, "Yes, I remember, remember, remember." You know, th- those uh, lyrics. So that was uh, cool flashing lights. I don't know if you noticed this, Dave, and I don't know if the ladies noticed this, but there was like this weird shirtless guy walking oh, around yeah, the I whole show. <laughs> he was just like, like, it seems like the most annoying people are the ones who get up and walk around the most during the show. Also, his pants were barely on. <laughs> and his, his chest was painted. Right. Like, yes. it, it was, he had, like, light sticks on. Yeah, oh no. Oh no that I was a different guy. That was a different no, guy. He had one around his neck, too. I saw that guy before the show even started. I saw one guy with an open shirt with yeah. the light sticks, and then I saw just a guy in a bathing yeah, suit. No, that guy had a, had a purple light stick around his neck. I, I, <laughs> I saw him before the show started. I was trying to figure out a tactful way to point him out without being obvious, and I was like, look at this fool. Because they were like behind us, like just like a row or two taking pictures, and I was like, Damn, and then that guy, yeah, he walked around the whole damn show. Like, yeah, it's just like, just sit down, man. Just watch the show. And also, needs to see that, buddy. Sit down. And I don't know if you guys also noticed the annoying drunk woman yeah. from the uh, yeah. the cave tour was just walking around too. It's like, just sit down and watch the show. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, I would there, never there, get up and walk around during a Weird Al show. There's a. <laughs> walk around during a concert period yeah i mean it's like how many i I don't know if they're getting beer or what they're doing but it's like how many drinks do you need during like a two-hour show and yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of interesting choices uh, of uh, attire of the people in the audience today for sure i mean they're that 
I mean, there's usually a, a very interesting, uh, if you like to watch people watch, and going to oh, Weird yeah. Al concerts <laughs> a good place to do that because there's oh, a yes. lot of interesting uh, fashion choices. But for some reason, the second night, at the, this Saturday night in Pelham, Woo at the ca- caverns, yeah, you get some interesting uh, <laughs> some fashion options there. Lots of fashion. Um, so after I remember Larry, um, Al said, "You can probably tell just by looking at us uh, that we are we're into reggae music." Yes, and uh, he said, "I'm trying to read my notes, which are very poorly scribbled." Also in a, a moving car, using the flashlight on my phone. Something about Rastaman. <laughs> I have no idea what I wrote. Well, I don't know. I didn't write anything else down. Something about getting the Rastaman vibrations going, or something like that. Which wow. can only mean one song. Yeah. So, Buy Me a Condo was the song. And then, uh, at the end of the song, he said, uh, well, that concludes the... Uh, cultural appropriation portion of the show <laughs> during the um, during that song though uh, buy me a condo whoop, I'm pointing the f- <laughs> uh, let me start that again in case you couldn't hear me as clearly uh, during buy me a condo I noticed that there was one single light uh, set up on this kind of ledge behind us uh, all the way on the left and it was shining uh, patterns on the ceiling during Buy Me a Condo. And I didn't notice that shining anything uh, throughout the rest of the show. I didn't notice that at all. I tried to show Kate, and then by the time I got her attention, it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but you eventually saw it when they played it later, right? I did finally see it, yes. Was it worth me pointing it out to you? Uh, you could say so. All right. Kate slightly agreeing that it was worth uh, seeing. All right. Well, next up, he called for a drum solo. Yes. And uh, it was a short one, but he actually hit the drums tonight. Well, I counted like eight or nine hits on the drums, which is a long one for Bermuda. For for Bermuda, it was a long one. (laughs) And and then Al said, John Bermuda Schwartz, ladies and gentlemen. No what a guy. No what a guy. For uh, Bermuda. And then they went right into Lame Claim to Fame. And my immediate reaction to this one was, ooh, I really like the nice orange lights that they had going on on that one. Yeah. You know when Al does the holler, and I, I, I can't even, like, do it justice, but it's like, oh, that part. They made the lights move extra fast and crazy, and I yeah, love that. Yeah, I wrote down that the lights really, like, uh, filled out the stage on this particular song. So I guess uh, it took them the second night before they really could... could <coughs> not that the lighting was terrible on the first night. It was really good. But, I mean, uh, it, like they really filled out the stage a lot better with the lights on the second second night, I felt. It looked really cool. Uh, then there was sort of like this loud humming, which went into Velvet Elvis. Oh, yeah? Unless I skipped the page, which is entirely possible. Um... Nope. What do you got? I've got... Oh, I may have missed it, but I have Al saying, Jim, I'm feeling fragile. Um, can you play... Oh, that's that's not... Uh, that's not to the next song. Okay. 
Yeah, well, something happened. Remember when I said uh, <laughs> when Velvet Elvis, if they, if he plays Velvet Elvis, I'm going to get up and go stand in the back? Yes. Well, I heard Velvet Elvis start, so I got up ah. and I went and stood in the back. So I didn't take any notes. I just um, I went right back, and uh, actually, as I was walking back, um, Allison Parsons saw me. She was sitting in the back row, and there was like, so it was her... She was sitting in the back row, and then there was, like, gates behind her and a bunch of people standing. So I don't know if there was actually standing room yeah. available at, or if people were just hanging out there. But there was a big group of people just standing in the back. So, I thought somebody at some point said that there, the capacity in there was 850 seats or 1,200 people standing. So I guess they sell standing room only tickets. Okay. Well, it... Um, it was pretty great. Uh, so Allison saw me, so she joined me for the song, and we just watched it. And I guess that was kind of her view the whole time because she's in the back row. But <laughs> it was just, I have to say it, Dave, pretty stinking majestic um, getting to see the show from back there. Um, I mean, obviously, everything's smaller. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Al and the band are smaller from further back. But um, what I was really able to appreciate is there are other lights set up further back. So um, behind where we were sitting these first two nights, they had other sets of lights. So if the stage was blue, they were shining blue lights on the far side, uh, left and right side that were the same color that matched the stage. So um, really the whole venue would light up uh, for for each song. And it was just, it was really cool to get to see that and um, get to see, you know, a thousand people ahead of me all watching Al and I could hear the, you know, the concert perfectly. So I just, I loved it. Um, I was really happy that I did that. Um, cool. getting to see it, but I took no notes during the song because that was just, uh, uh, the sheer immensity. I, I did, had to pop myself a beer. I did not even get to, I did not even know you left. <laughs> but I was—I didn't take any notes either because I was just enjoying the song. But I guess I, I, that you reminded me. I don't think we told everybody where exactly where we were sitting. We were sitting on the aisle. On um, technically, if if the aisle was straight, we would have been sitting in front of an owl side of the stage. But the aisle kind of curved a little bit because the cave was not naturally straight. Uh, so we ended up really sort of sitting off to the side on in front of Ruben, really. <laughs> so we we're on Ruben's side of the stage again, even <laughs> though we were dead center somehow. Uh, so, so yeah, we were. But yeah, I felt our, our view from our seats were really good, so I did not uh, did not get up during Velvet Elvis because I didn't even know you did that. But I uh, I did not get up at and check it out from the back at all. Well, and. I knew that if at the end of the show, when I told Dave I did that, that he'd be like, why didn't you tell me you did that? Why didn't you? So he, he passed me a note and he told me to do it and I didn't. Yes. I wrote a note. I said, Dave. I was very happy with our seats. I really enjoyed the, the view we had. Our, so. our, our seats were a better view, but, you know, we're in the, the cave. We're in Tennessee. I'll tell you, next time Weird Al plays in a cave, I'll go watch one of the songs from the back. <laughs> I was happy with our seats, but I, I just wanted to experience it yeah, from the back cool. and just see what it looked like. That's cool. Thanks for filling us in on that. And I, I took a couple of pictures. I don't know how well they came out. Um, I don't really post pictures, but maybe I'll post these. Um, okay, so I guess this is where, so this is where my says, notes uh, pick up. Yeah, it says, um, is it time? And then he uh, says, Steve and uh, Bermuda are going to uh, leave and do some spelunking for five minutes. And... Uh, and they, they didn't really leave the stage. They sort of uh, 
went off into the uh, there's sort of like a little area where the uh, tour manager Melissa was standing it was kind of, sort of kind of blocked by uh, some uh, road cases but not really um, so they were just hung back there with Melissa <laughs> I can I can see both of the guys yeah, the whole song see, yeah. so they, <laughs> they weren't doing very uh, very uh, invade or very uh, deep spelunking uh, when they're doing that and then this is where he's, this is where your nose pick up and he said I'm feeling fragile uh, Jim you know can you play a song in C sharp and then Jim said that's my favorite key and of course when you hear C sharp uh, apparently <laughs> I can't see my nose yeah, young, uh, you don't love me anymore. oh of course because yeah Steve and Marina left um it was pretty cool. I mean, it, uh, I know you don't like this, but I, I, I enjoy it, especially doing this song. I could really, you know, the acoustics in the the, the cave were picking up uh, the audience singing along to it, and it sounded really nice, like the whole I'm okay time. with the audience singing along. I, I'm not okay with, like, a drunk person, like, poorly singing along no, right this, in my this ear. Was, this was, like, uh, this was clearly the entire, pretty much the entire venue probably singing along. It was... Yeah, you don't love me anymore. It's definitely like an audience favorite I mean, at it, these it, shows. Yeah, it's, yeah, the music, the song is quiet enough that you can you can uh, hear the other. Uh, and it's kind of cool because again, this is all, all originals. So you know, if you're not familiar with uh, with you know, if if you know you're a casual fan, you might not be familiar with a lot of these songs. So it's great to hear that so many people in the audience are familiar with these original songs. I know you don't love me anymore was a single, so. That sure helps. And um, I also uh, wrote down, I don't know if you caught this, but um, kind of in the first half of the song, there was a couple little like audio crackles or um, like equipment kind of speaker failure or something where Al and the guys were playing and it just wasn't coming through just for brief seconds. So um, I was getting really worried, but it cleared up seemingly. Uh, although I think a little bit later I, I heard it again on a song. I did not pick that up at all. I didn't pick up any issues with sound at all. <laughs> it was very brief. <clears throat> so Al calls for a harpsichord solo. Well, actually, Dave, um, before we get there... Oh, uh-oh. Um, it's Ethan Suggestions! Oh, I another had, Ethan Suggestion, all right. Well, before it was just talking about a previous Ethan Suggestion. This one's a brand new one. Um, I had the thought that if they're going to play something like You Don't Love Me Anymore, where the band, like, members of the band have to leave the stage, like that, or, or CNR, um, but it's a venue where there isn't really a backstage for them to go to, that my suggestion is that, you know, Steve and Bermuda should have just stayed on stage and pretended to play. <laughs> I don't even know. That. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Not that they should have stayed up on stage. Uh, there's no reason for them to really leave. But, I mean, it's, it's fine that they do. But Like in a normal venue, they can go backstage, use the bathroom, get a drink, whatever. Yeah, if there's no but way it's... for them to get off the stage, then yes. Uh, yeah, they, they should just stay at their instruments and just not play. Right. Yeah, okay. So, even though Dave agrees, it's still an Ethan suggestion. All right. It's, do I need to play the song again? It's up to you. No, Frank should play it. Suggestions. And thank you again to Zeb Lemke. What a guy for that great uh, theme song. All right. Um, 
ready to move on to the harpsichord solo? Yes. All right. There was a harpsichord solo. It was it was uh, Ruben. Well, he said uh, he wanted to celebrate the whole band being back together with the harpsichord solo. So Ruben did the harpsichord solo. I yelled El Maestro, and then um, then Ruben took us into yeah. There was Melanie. Like, there's like a sort of an extended. Um, introduction of Melanie on the keyboards which sounds really cool I know we've talked about it before this one seemed a little bit longer to me than the other ones um, and then uh, Melanie and uh, there's a line in uh, Melanie where the uh, where the the lighting like just like you know it was one of those it was Melanie and then the lights just all go out yeah it reminded me of exactly of like when we were in the uh cave earlier and the and the uh guide turned out all the lights <laughs> yeah that was uh that, that was, was really great i was thinking cool about that moment. too that was cool it was a cool moment in melanie i liked it <clears throat> so um al started talking about after that how he everyone knows the story about meeting bermuda the demento show uh he said but he doesn't talk about the other members of the band and then he said um, well, I met Ruben off Tinder. <laughs> met him on Tinder, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bermuda played like a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he said, so, this was back in the 1980s. He was at Burning Man. And then he was in the the, in the, the Black Rock Desert in Nevada <laughs> at, at a bowling alley. Yeah, leaving Burning, Burning Man, he stopped off at a, a bowling alley in the middle of the desert and... Uh, there was a lounge in the bowling alley, and it was a. Gotta flip the page to see what it was. The, uh, the scuzziest lounge possibly that you could possibly imagine. Yeah, scuzziest lounge you could imagine. And uh, these two were, were in it. <laughs> these two guys were in it. He points, of course, to Steve and uh, Jim. <laughs> he said, These guys were playing. It was really sad. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, it's kind of, you know, goes on about uh, introducing the band. You know, uh, he, he asked them to be in his band, and they had no idea who he was and all that stuff. So, uh, Dare to be Stupid. Of course, it was Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid. And I didn't, I haven't, I think I've tweeted, I haven't tweeted it out yet, but I think I'm going to tweet out the uh, Dare to be Stupid, the Black Rock Desert Bowling Alley Lounge version. Okay, that that seems very concise. Um. Exactly, and uh, <laughs> and I know I've got to. I, I know the answer to this because I saw whether it happened or not. But uh, during the line when uh, Al asked for if there's a volunteer, I saw that there was at least one volunteer. I volunteered. I tried to get Kate to volunteer. <laughs> uh, Kate, did you volunteer? I don't think you did. Uh, no, I don't believe I did. Yeah, so he he does say I need a volunteer. So I so think he got one. He got one. I think and Kate you were just the only one that yeah. I saw. She she knew uh, you know it would mean more to me to be the volunteer uh, for making a mountain out of a molehill. So and, uh, very thoughtful, Kate. And which hand did you you lift? I I used my left hand. Yes. Uh, so hopefully, uh, Brad, if you can record that down, uh, that'd be very helpful for us. It's very important. Years from now, people are gonna be like. At the second uh, cave show, which hand did Ethan raise during Dare to Be Stupid? Yeah, you will know. <laughs> we're getting we're getting close to Nashville. I don't know if you can hear the uh, Siri guy telling us where to go. <laughs> we got eight minutes. We got eight minutes. Yeah, well, 
run <laughs> we're running out of time. Yeah, we got a lot more notes to get through. Well, so um, after Dare to Be Stupid, he said uh, the next one's uh, next song's open to interpretation. It's either a sweet love song, <laughs> or a song about a deranged stalker, <laughs> or, or the creepy ramblings of an obsessive stalker. Um, and I'm kind of, and I, I'm really glad that he he changed the introduction to this song because in the past he's called it his worst song and people think it's a terrible song. You know, yeah, like, along the list, and I don't agree with that at all. And the song is uh, "Airline Amy," and it's one of my favorite songs, uh, well, my favorite album off the deep end. Yeah, I love "Airline one, Amy." One of my, you know, I don't remember where I ranked it when we did the top five for off the deep end, but it's certainly up, uh, certainly should have been up there if it wasn't. Airline Amy's uh, great and it's, song. It's, just, it's also one that um, isn't as played as often as some of the other ones. So was, I was glad we got it. Yeah. Um, our friend who joined us for one of the uh, bonus episodes, Alexis, uh, really wants to catch it. And she hasn't gotten to see Airline Amy. So she had asked anyone going to the cave show to let her know if he plays it. So I texted her when he played it. <laughs> and she was very upset. <laughs> That she missed it. I was happy that I got to hear it. I was too. I really liked the this one. Uh, had the uh, co- some cool blue lights going on on the ceiling for this one. I thought that those kind of reminded me of clouds, maybe passing by while you're in an airplane, and that was my thought. Maybe uh, what Peaches was going for. Interesting. Did not pick that up, but good observation. So Al said, um, as y'all know, 211 days yeah. until Christmas assuming that's correct we didn't do the math uh he said i could almost hear the sleigh bells meanwhile sleigh bells were going on in the background yes <laughs> you can feel the magic in the air and it was one of his many two christmas songs so this one was i mean uh yeah one of two christmas songs i was actually able to to pick up which one this one was because there were some like lights that were going on on the stage and uh it, they songs have different lighting, and this was the lighting that they used for the night Santa went crazy. So I was wow, able to pick it up just from two little like lights that were off on the side of the stage. Well, while you were looking at those lights, Al's audio went out briefly. This was the second song where um, something was got cut out. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think that that's all I got about the nice salmon crazy. <laughs> yes, and I know. Um... Oh, that's right. There. Were... <laughs> yeah, Jason. Uh, I did look back to see if uh, just to take take a quick look to see if how Jason was reacting to this song. Yeah, Jason said he was hoping that Al didn't play it because he's never played it for his daughter Madeline, and she wasn't sure how she would take it. And oh, uh... have to follow up with Jason and see how. Uh... <laughs> how Madeline liked that song. It's a pretty violent song to hear when you're a kid. Uh, I could see it being a... (laughs) Hopefully she understands it's a joke. Right. Um, So this was... uh, This was another song that had a a brand new sort of introduction uh, for us. Oh, we just drove past Larry Flint's Hustler Club. (laughs) And uh, just... For anyone keeping track at home, um, pick up after. Let's do this song, um, and then we'll pick up because this is the new song. Um, he said this song is a, about a TV that has a 2,000 inch diameter, which um, no a diagonal, not diameter. 
Oh, he, he did. Okay, because I, I, I was wondering because I was like, that's not right. Um, he said it's owned by a gentleman named Frank. To which I said, boo. That was funny. <laughs> and at the same time, um, I saw Jeremy Samples do thumbs down, and I heard Jason yell, Frank sucks. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great addition to that song. Yes. If you, do, if you like us, dislike intern Frank, please boo whenever his name is mentioned in the concert. Not during the singing, but if Al says, like, this song is about someone named Frank. Then you can boo. This song is the return of the toenail clipping lights. Oh, yeah. There's like doubled and tripled toenails for Frank's 2000-inch TV. Yeah, they look cool, but I, I, now all I can see is toenails. All right, so we're going to take a break and pick up again in a couple minutes once we're all checked into the hotel. And uh, Well, to you, it'll just, you know, Frank will edit out any, yeah. All right, so adios in 3, 2, 1. See you in the 3, 2, 1. And we're back. Nope, just kidding. This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and we're back. We're back. We're at our hotel. We're in <laughs> Nashville. We're in Nashville. We're in the lobby. Yeah, so you might hear some Muzak in the yes, background. Yes, background <clears throat> Muzak. And, Soothe uh, your soul. <laughs> this is a very nice hotel. This is a, this, yeah, Frank did well on this one, I'll tell I you. I did not find any toenail clippings yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Very yeah, very nice place. Yeah, it's it's all. Although airp- parking's not that great. No, but it's airplane themed. I don't know if your room is yeah. like airplanes well, on the wall. Yeah, I didn't get too much of a look at it. But yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a guitar shaped pool. Yes, there is a guitar shaped pool that uh, Frank keeps telling us about. And I don't know if I believe him, but oh, you can see it from my room. Okay. So you'll have to see, well, you'll see it tomorrow. We'll okay. Go, we'll go swimming, so you'll be good. Well, we'll just get right back into it. Um, we ended off on Frank's 2000 HTV, and after that, Al said, uh, up next is the most 90s song ever. <laughs> it's a song about Eddie Vedder, lead singer. And so he wanted to explain it to the audience, because he wasn't sure, because 90s was a while ago. So he said, it's a song about Eddie Vedder. And he's like, if you don't know Eddie Vedder, he's the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Um, and Pearl Jam was a popular band on MTV. And MTV was a channel that played music videos. So, uh, you know, honestly, looking at some of the people in the audience, that might have been a helpful yeah, thing. I think so. I think so. <laughs> My baby's in love with Eddie Vedder. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when Al did the um, I'll Start Stalking Alanis Morissette line, um, they turned, like, all white lights on yeah, projecting at him. So I could actually see the back wall, yeah. um, the rubble, really well. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, I said, yeah, they, they stepped up. I mean, again, the lights weren't terrible by any means yesterday, but uh, they they stepped up the uh, the lighting for sure on this show. Oh, and we should say uh, we missed doing it on the uh, podcast when we were driving, but uh, we, got, we finally crossed uh, the midnight time zone, so it's now officially Ethan's birthday. Yes. So happy birthday, Ethan. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, we wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone else uh, in the <laughs> podcast world. Um, <laughs> we also um, we heard from our co-pilots, Jackie and, and uh, Kate, that oh, um, right. <laughs> we have a correction from earlier on this episode. Usually corrections come <laughs> later or Frank edits them. <laughs> and I don't know. They were with us, so I don't know why they didn't correct us at the time. Because uh, they were special guests, they, they, you know. 
They well, still are technically, although they're not. They're here. not here. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So uh, what's happened? So. Uh, what happened is apparently I, I misspoke and I called it the Nasty Cat Cafe. It's actually the Naughty Cat the Cafe. The Naughty Cat Cafe. So, nasty. It's still not a strip club either way. <laughs> Although the cats were not wearing any clothes. There's no <laughs> collars in sight. No, that's true. That's true. The cats um, were cute. They were, that, was, that was fun. So, after my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder, Al... Um, Talked about how he's he does a movie every 33 years. Yeah. Uh, 1989 was UHF. He said that later this year, um, weird the Al Yankovic story, and then he said so. Then the next one will come out in 2055. That's right. And um, he wrote the song all the way back in 1984. Yep. It needs to to kind of marinate for a few years. And uh, it was nature trail to hell. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what I meant by this note here. By 2005, but anyway. Nature Trail to Hell, that was really cool. That was really cool to get to see inside of a cave, the cool red lights. Um, I loved that, I mean, this song is primarily red lights, and it, you know, it's Nature Trail to Hell, and we're literally underground in a cave with red light. This is totally what hell is, like, <laughs> cartoonishly pictured as. It yeah. was where we were tonight, so it was really apropos, and I loved that he played the song. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great song, and and uh, this was trending towards being uh, Dave's song of the night. But uh, oh, you know, okay. Be, this is I was kind of on the fence, right? Because I wasn't sure. Because there's actually uh, two. There's actually uh, three choices I had, and uh, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna wait until I talk about all three of them before I make the the, the official one. So we won't. You know, if there was a theme song for it. Uh, we wouldn't have Frank play it until your official one. Until I, until I make the decision. I'm still okay. undecided at this point, actually. Um, so let's see. Um, yeah, so then uh, he said that um, there's a biopic coming out, and he's got some mixed feelings. About the biopic. About the biopic. He feels it's a little redundant because he had already uh, told his entire life uh, story in a song. <laughs> and you know... Uh, and then he said, do you want to hear it? And hear it. <laughs> did you know where he was going with this? I did. You did? I did. Because I was wondering, like, I wonder if he's going to do the Weird Al show theme. Because I think we were oh. debating, like, you know, because that's kind of a, I guess, quote unquote, life story as well. So I was wondering if he would do it because of the, yeah. you know, 20 miles below the surface of the earth. Um, but um, that would have been cool. But yeah, I was. It would have been a stretch. I, I it would have I mean, been a stretch. Yeah, but, I don't know if I would have. No, I definitely was no newer where he was going with this one, but yeah. Uh, he of course played Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and was inter- I don't know what was going on, but like like when Albuquerque started, like a lot of people just got up and left. Really? Yeah, like just like left permanently. I did notice. Uh, I guess people in the row in front and to the left of us, people left. Um, well, there's just a lot of people, there's random people just getting up and like, yeah, that's like, weird. Like, like, you know, you can, you can tell when somebody gets up and they're heading to the restroom or just get another beer. Oh, or maybe whatever. they don't like Albuquerque. Yeah, but like <laughs> Albuquerque, like when he's out, it's Albuquerque and then it started and like a few people got up and then a few more people got up and then like a bunch of people got, and they were just like left and they never came back. So either they wanted to see the show at the back of the cave or <laughs> Did you they pass left. my note around, Dave? I did. I was passing to everybody. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was just wondering why so many people left. That so many people do not like Albuquerque or was running late or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Get the traffic out. Although the traffic wasn't too bad. I don't know. No, it wasn't bad. I don't know. Um, 
I noticed that, you know, for the plane crash part, uh, there's kind of a, I wrote down smoldering fire lights oh. uh, behind uh, Al. So watch for that. Um, for the hermaphrodite, he apologized yeah, for he, saying hermaphrodite. Yes, the apology for saying hermaphrodite. And like to, uh, and, and uh, Jackie clapped for very loudly for that, uh, his apology. So he must have oh. got it correct this time. Um, yes, yes. So, so, so he very still thank is... you to, uh, a very special thank you to uh, special guest Jackie Rossi and everybody at Dave and Ethan's 2000s Word Out podcast for, for making sure that uh, we get the word out correctly about what a hermaphrodite is. Right, and the uh, whether the reproductive organs are working or not. So uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Al, we believe, and uh, Frank confirmed it actually, that Al changed it because of um, our podcast pointing that out. Did he? Yeah, Frank confirmed it. I don't know where he got that. Oh. <laughs> I think he just made, <laughs> made that up. up but, uh-huh. you know, Frank, yeah, he makes stuff up. Interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so. Uh, did you notice there was, like, this annoying person? And, I, you know, maybe they, maybe it's not annoying and maybe I'm just being judgy, but someone near the front was standing up and just dancing and waving their arms around oh, I through the song. I did find that annoying. I did not find that annoying, but I did notice that person standing up. And, and I was annoyed around. for whoever was sitting right behind them. <laughs> you know what? Like, like the same way that this, uh, this, fou- this crowd was, this audience was uh, very, uh, had some very interesting choices in their fashion uh, design. I felt that like this was just a really, people came here and they wanted to just have fun. I thought this venue was just the, the, the way of kind of having fun in Pelham in, in, in this area of Tennessee. Yeah. So I felt, I didn't, I didn't see any problem with the people. There were, more, there were multiple people that got up and were dancing throughout the entire show. So. Oh, I didn't I notice didn't, that. But, but I, I definitely noticed the, the one uh, particular person for Albuquerque because she, I believe, was front and center. Yeah. <laughs> so it was hard to miss. But yeah, on the sides, there were definitely people dancing. And I, okay. think this is, I think this is the right venue if you're going to do that rather than like a theater. Like this is just more of true, a, true. more of just an out. It was indoors, obviously, underground, but it's more of like an outdoor, you know, kind of fun festival type of atmosphere to it. So, sure. Um, I counted 25 donuts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. Twenty-five. And uh, Holly Berry and Chuck Berry both made the list. Yes, and and Marion Berry too. Right. So yeah, uh, so Chuck was. I mean, usually he does if if he does twenty-four, he doesn't include Chuck. If he does twenty-five, he includes <laughs> Chuck. So. So, um, okay, Dave. I think it's time for. One of my patented. Uh oh. Ethan suggestions. Ethan suggestions. Uh, Al, if you're listening, and anyone who has influence on the berries that Al lists, um, I think we should up the donuts to 27. We're well, so I, close. That's what I thought he was going. We're with so this close because he started at I think twenty three, or and he upped it, or maybe twenty four, and he upped it to twenty four, and then eventually twenty five. So I guess he's just maybe slowly. I think by the end of the tour, I'll be at twenty seven. I think you know, in one of our past <coughs> um, centimeters, we actually gave a bunch of really, really good. We did. Um, have not heard suggestions. Any of those yet. So yeah, I haven't heard. Uh, I didn't. Any yeah. And another suggestion that I had been giving for a while. Um, is obviously uh, Jackie, we've mentioned this, she's a veterinarian and 
constipated wiener dogs don't run around like crazy. So um, that's right. She's, she's worked on real constipated wiener dogs before. Um, so my suggestion, this is a Dave suggestion. We don't have theme song for that. Dave's suggestion, we don't need one, don't worry, <laughs> is a... Uh, is, uh, that he replaced constipated wiener dog with red rump the goody. Yep. Which he did not do this evening. No. He mentioned the constipated wiener dog. Uh, it doesn't have to be that point in the show if uh, he wants to mention That would be an appropriate point. Yeah, it would be an appropriate point. If he wants to mention <laughs> red rump the goodies at any point, at any time, in any show, then then I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with just a goody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think a goody could could fit in um, this next section that we're going to talk about, <laughs> which is um, you call your, your the pet names. A, a red goody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a if that's a romantic term <laughs> or not. But. Well, so tonight he said, um, "Sweetie pumpkin, honey muffin, sugar placebo." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never heard him say sugar I've, placebo. I've never heard him say sugar placebo, and my immediate you have or you have no, I have not. Okay, and my immediate. Uh, thought went to the placebo ep yes i don't know if that yeah. was <laughs> you um i don't know if you were you there when um jace before the yeah, concert we were, yeah we were talking he was saying jace. how he would love to um like re-release the placebo ep on his uh record label yeah. so i think that would be pretty cool but you know al could easily say sugar red rum to goody in this <laughs> part yeah, could. I could just just say red rum to goody i think that's an affectionate <laughs> love term <laughs> that yeah um, uh, let's see. Um, I'm completely missing the whole irony of this situation. Why did I write that down? I don't know um, what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I know why I wrote that because that's when um, that's when Al stopped the song right after the line. He said, "I'm completely missing the whole irony of the situation." Is when Al stopped the song. He forgot his lyrics at that point. I thought that was an unusual point for him to stop. Oh, um, well, so I wrote down that instead of just stopping, he actually had Steve stop, then Jim stopped, then he announced to the audience that he was stopping. Yeah, but I mean, was, that's, after, that's where he forgot the lyrics after that, that uh, those lyrics. I don't know if that's the first time he's done that or if that's just my the fact that it's now really late. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, uh, and he said, yeah, we have to start over, and he apologized. He said, sorry. <laughs> so um yeah uh i so um good well i don't know where you're going i don't want to jump ahead i'm done with my point what was your point <laughs> <laughs> um jump ahead is what i'm saying okay so once al went back into the ending of the song um the real lyric is, and you find yourself in an existential quandary. Right. Uh, tonight, Al said, existential crisis. Hmm. I didn't pick so that. So very, very pick slight. Uh, and it shows that the lyrics in this song are malleable. And yeah. Red Rump to Goody could easily slide in. <laughs> <laughs> easily. At any point in any song. No, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, Albuquerque, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's very uh, fluid, this song. Like, it's, it's... I don't think he's ever really done it straight through without, right, without right. changing lyrics here and there and improvising. I and do wonder when he recorded it, it, and maybe this is this would be a cool thing to ask him sometime. It, if he was when he recorded Albuquerque, if he was working off of a script or if it was more notes and he kind of just ad libbed. 
I'd be really curious mm. to hear that. I would guess with Al, everything is scripted. I agree, but especially if it's going on an album. That's I'd like to hear permanent. it. I'd like to hear him say that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm guessing probably my my thoughts were always, and I don't know if I read this somewhere, or if I'm making this up, or it's just my my thoughts on this. It was that um, Albuquerque came from like he had. Uh, you know, he always talks about how his notebooks where he writes down ideas and then eventually he'll, he'll go back and he'll look and he'll form songs out of some of the ideas and he'll flesh mm. them out and it may take years or, or a long time. I always thought that like kind of Albuquerque was sort of like, oh, here's all these ideas that I had <laughs> that I just don't really know how to fit them into anything. And, and that's how I create this song. And then, of course, he, he kind of put it to the music of the Dick's Automotive. So, right, right. Which is sort of another kind of rambling type song, so. It all kind of worked out. Now, so, at the end of the song... Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you again, to stay on this subject, that I have a liner notes from uh, some Canadian compilation album that, that Al's on, or that Al... And he wrote some, like, liner notes for it, and uh, it talks about um, being in Canada, how the towels are oh so fluffy. Oh, really? So I'll have to, I'll have to find that and show that to you. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to get a copy. So it's a... Uh, it's a, it shows at least like and that was back in that was back prior to uh, one prior to 2000 at least uh, well 99 yeah. is when Albuquerque no, came no, out uh, right prior, so was it before Albuquerque it was before had come Albuquerque out? Yeah. Came out, yeah so that's interesting yeah it's I think we've pointed this out on the podcast before that there's kind of running themes and oh. lyrics and things Al says and jokes and <laughs> right, yeah, because I believe it was when Albuquerque came out that I remembered reading that line somewhere oh, okay. or something to that effect. I, I don't know. I'll have to get more details about it and talk about it at another point. Yeah, we should do a whole episode on Albuquerque. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it definitely shows that these ideas have been floating around for a while and now said for Albuquerque. So Dave, tell me if, if you caught this or if I'm if I heard it incorrectly, but I thought at the end of the song, very, very end, where it's just Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. I thought I heard Al go Albuquerque. I thought I didn't hear the boo. Huh. I didn't pick that up. So I'm not I'm sure not if that was me or if, if it was missed. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not and um, sure at the very, very end where there's kind of like a drum part. Yeah. Bermuda did an extended drum part mm. tonight. It was. Yeah, again, the song really flew. Yeah, so but yeah. it was. Uh, it was great. Notable. Cool. It was notable. Awesome. Um, now it was kind of hard for me to see the stage for the onstage uh, oh. encore part. So I, I don't have a ton of notes, but I wrote uh, what Al did. Yeah, I was, I was paying a lot of attention to Al. He was kind of walking around trying to find an exit, a backstage exit to the uh, cave. And uh, at one point, Ruben pointed to like this kind of dark spot that looks like it was maybe a hole. And so right. like they were kind of looking like they might try and climb up there or something. Yeah. Did we say on the when we were talking about walking through the cave, how we eventually went into the second cave? And uh, the, initially, those two caves were connected. I don't and, know. Uh, and there was a, a, a cave in that that um, kind of separated. Yes, we did. Caves. Yeah, you but, mentioned that we were then, backstage. Then, yeah, then we got to see the backstage of the, the cave in. So we got to see the backstage area. So that's where Al was trying to get to, the backstage <laughs> area. He, he didn't realize he had to actually leave the cavern, walk all the way up the hill. Right, walk right. Walk all the way down another hill. Very walk, inconvenient. Very inconvenient to get backstage. I, was, that venue. I know that, you know, the whole on stage before the encore thing is obviously a joke. 
Um, but it, it made a lot of sense tonight because there's not really a place right, where no they, they can yeah. go. I mean, they could walk out into the audience and back to their kind of like little holding cell area. But um, I thought it, it was more ap- apropos and less of a joke tonight. But Al certainly, you know, made it yeah. super funny. Yeah. Because Al usually, he, you know, wipes his armpits and yeah, no, hangs out on his phone. But yeah, Al really <laughs> was doing a lot tonight. And I was so mesmerized by how funny that was. I didn't really see what the other guys were doing. And I couldn't really see. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't really pick up what the other guys were doing. I think Bermuda was off somewhere around uh, talking to Hawkeye off in that direction. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he brought him another rock or, or what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hard, yeah, hard to watch everybody. Uh and then uh, he kind of said, "Well, like something to the effect of, yeah, I can't, fi- I can't figure out how to get off stage, so I guess we'll do another song or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> and then he said, "Yeah, well, I know you uh, all wanted to, would like to hear. I, I don't have the, I don't know what he wording, said, but something to the effect of, I know you'd all like to hear an Elton John song." And then he said, I kind of need some help with the words <laughs> on this one. Right. He uh, said, uh, so if you guys, he, he said his, uh, what his voice was kind of, yeah, his voice was kind of rough. So he needed, uh, you know, people to help yeah, sing the high notes. Audience participation. And he said, all right, yeah. so here are the words. La, 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 <laughs> yeah. la, 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 la. <laughs> and uh, I think if I was a more astute Elton John oh, fan, I, I would have known. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yeah. until he started playing the music, and then yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, of I course. Think, I mean, certainly, I, I was. I recognized it immediately, uh, and Jackie too. And, <laughs> and like, oh, Crocodile Rock! <laughs> and, and Kate's a big Elton John fan, so she yeah. she got it immediately. Um, but yeah, so Crocodile Rock by Elton John, and um, I think the reason he did it was <laughs> Crocodile Rock. Rock, get it. We're in a cave. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. I can just picture Al like back in like August 2021, like giggling to himself, <laughs> like Haha, rock caverns. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, sure it was not a coincidence. And this one is another contender for Dave's song of the night. Really, one, I really enjoyed this one. It was good, and you know the audience singing was audience fun. Was sing- and- yeah, audience was definitely singing along and definitely doing their lines, and as well as the other lines in the song, they were definitely singing along. They were really getting into it. I just saw more people kind of standing up and dancing on this one. So it was definitely uh, worth it. And then uh, he said that... Um, he talks about how, you know... Yeah, legally, it, that's the end of the show. So yep. I wrote down the time, 10.28. I had 10.27 as the legal end of the show. Hmm. We'll go with mine because it's better. <laughs> 27. It's a 27. Uh, <laughs> so after the legal end of the show... Um, yeah, he, he's, he said, you know, you can go home, beat the traffic, uh, or you can stay if you want. Right. <laughs> and then he said, uh, he said something effective, thank you all for coming out. And at that point, he got a standing ovation. Yeah. Which is really pretty cool. Really cool. Like, like a standing ovation after the uh, cover song. But And I don't think, yeah, I don't think we ever explicitly talk about it, but Al gets a standing ovation at the end of... Oh, yeah, every show, yeah. You know, before the encore and then at the end of the end of the show. I've never seen it, like, in between the cover song and... Yeah, the, this uh, was great. And the, and the Well, uh, the next thing that happened... <laughs> yes. Uh, next thing, it, uh, Al goes, oh, Jim's still tuning. Yes, I think Jim is still tuning. Uh, how about a... 
bass solo. <laughs> and we got a single strum out of uh, <laughs> well, no Steve. Joke. And a Steve J, what a guy. So put Steve that in the Steve J, what a guy. guy. Steve J gets another point for what a guy. <laughs> and uh, then we went right into um, the medley. Yeah, the medley. And, uh, and this one was pretty cool. And this one... Um, Everyone, everyone was really singing along. Uh, I love it when everyone sings along to Amish Paradise in this. Yeah, in this. yeah, oh, that's cool. And the other thing, this was, I really, really thought this medley was well done, and uh, like the audience was loving it and singing along and dancing along and everything. And uh, I felt this was probably one, if not the best one of the best medleys i've seen on this tour so far wow and uh, that's another reason why this one is another contender for dave's song of the wow so it's the three contenders nature trail to hell uh can a t contender be at after the legal end of the show though well mm, that's a good that's a good question i don't know i guess it's legal legally it's Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We well, might have to consult a lawyer on this one. So the, the three contenders were uh, well. <laughs> I, I can. I remember I can, the three I contenders. Can, I can name them. Okay, go for it. I have it. good a good memory for Dave's song of the night. It was Nature Trail to Hell. It was um, the Crocodile Rock, and then it was the Unplugged Medley. All right. So so let's uh, get let's have get Frank. Frank well, before before we do this, I, I had one thing I wanted to mention about the medley. Um, so, of course, the Unplugged Medley includes Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and Yoda Chant. And um, we talked about the, the Al not playing the fish, the guiro, um, yeah. during White and Nerdy anymore. And last night I said, oh, maybe that's Ruben. But I was watching Ruben during that, and it didn't look like he was pushing any other buttons. It sounded like he was just playing the piano. So now I'm wondering, is it Bermuda? Is he actually playing... Uh, you know, an instrument like that. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know if Bermuda could play the drums and that instrument at the same time. I don't know if there's uh, if there were drums in that. I should, it's something I need to pay yeah, attention well, I to. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention. Um, but yeah, trying to figure out that mystery about uh, where that sound is coming from. Yeah, and uh, and the, and if we move on to the Yoda chant, I thought that was really cool looking tonight in the cave with just all the yeah. effects and oh yeah and just. Yeah, after the show, uh, Brad came up to me and, and uh, we we're chatting, and he's like, "You know, how appropriate is hearing the Yoda chant in the bottom of a cave?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it just it looked awesome. It's another reason why that one was a contender for a Dave song of the night. But I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, make my oh, such a decent. All right, three before you make the decision, Dave. Go through what? Yeah. We have a. Well, uh, I haven't decided yet. I don't think we can play the theme music until I. All right. Pick of the night. It's He's time, Dave, for you to decide on the uh, pick of the night. Zeb made the song and everything. <sighs> Thank you, Zeb. What all a guy. Right, it was, all right, this is a this was the toughest decision I've had to make because I really love the medley. I really love the medley. I really love Nature Trail to Hell, and I really love Crocodile Rock. But because oh man, they're so good. Really tough, tough, tough. But because um, there's, I guess there's a possibility that I could see Nature Tell the Hell in a cave again at some point, and there's a really good possibility I could see the Unplugged Medley in a cave again at some point. I'm gonna have to go with Crocodile Rock as <laughs> Dave's pick. Oh, Dave's so pick. you've heard it, folks. Crocodile Rock by Elton John. It's Dave's pick. 
<laughs> I love that. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> what a guy. Um, so that was the end of the concert. Um, it was fantastic. It was just such a... I mean, it was so, so awesome to get to see Weird Al in a cave. Two nights in a row. It was awesome. The cave was, was just... It was so cool. I, I was talking to, to Jared on the way out and just mentioning how... I wish that Weird Al could play in a cave every single night. Like, like if this was a residency for Weird Al, like I would, oh, I, yeah. would I would just come like to as many shows as I could in this cave. Oh, absolutely! It was yeah, it was so awesome. I hope that hope that future tours bring him back to this cave, give him the opportunity, and um, it'll bring me back too. Yeah, because I, I, will, yeah. I will come every single time. It was it was amazing. The same way as if Al goes back to Red Rocks, I'm going back to Red Rocks. I'm coming back to the yeah, cave. Yeah, I'm coming back to the cave. The is, cavern. The cavern. Yeah, the caverns. It, it, it's. I mean, <clears throat> let's say. I mean, obviously, your first anyone listening, their first choice would probably be to see Weird Al here. But if you can't see Weird Al here, I would think that any concert here would would be worth. Coming I think it would be worth it. Adventure. It's. You, Definitely come early or stay the next day and do the cave tour because that yeah. was incredible. And, and definitely, and it's short, you know, you can fit, definitely fit it in in the same day you're doing the concert. Yep. And, uh, and definitely, you know, check if you have the opportunity to see something in the caverns, do it. It is amazing. And I hope, and I can tell just by like how excited like the, the, the band looked up on stage. Oh, and, they were loving and, it. And yeah. Now, and, Steve, and they want to come. Yeah. Love talking to Steve. I didn't really. Uh, hear from the other guys, but um, Steve especially was like really yeah. happy with the sound. And, and you could tell, you could tell, yeah. yeah. Al just he, he was having a great time, and, and I, I hope they come back. The only thing I do feel bad for the crew because the, the load in and the load out of that cave is not easy because there's only one way in and only one way out. Yeah. And that's the way we came in. Yeah. Those hills are steep and it's a long walk, and, <laughs> and yeah, and there's a lot of equipment. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they do have ways to get it in but it's not as easy as no you know a freight elevator at a you know a venue I'm sh they may still be unloading <laughs> they, they probably are um i did want to mention after the medley al said thank you pelham tennessee and the official end time after the, the legal end, end time. the unofficial end time was ten thirty-seven. Oh, okay and um yeah so we, we uh we're at the hotel we're gonna go to bed we're gonna wake up and um, so we're, we're in Nashville. Get to, yeah, we get to go to the Ryman Auditorium tomorrow, uh, which I'm so excited about. It's the original Grand Ole Opry. And um, we will get to check it out. We're so excited, and we uh, will have another review for you. Um, yeah, Ethan's birthday after that show. One. My birthday show. The first time I ever had a birthday show uh, with, a, with a Weird Al concert. So... Uh, thank you all for listening. That was Dave Nathan's 2008 Out Podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent. Bonus episode 16 centimeter. Dave, you know, we, we often talk about palindromes on the podcast. Uh, what if we do a palindromic version of the sing-along part from tonight's cover song? How's that sound? Terrible. <laughs> Let's try it. Two, three, four. Al, 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 al,
la 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 la